This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters, and today's SciCast, Eric Heft and I will take a listen to some key points in yesterday's press conference from Matt Campbell and Brock Purdy. Both were very impressive while discussing how they've tried to navigate their way through an offseason unlike any other in college football history. We'll also get thoughts on the offensive line and the return of Jaquan Bailey, plus how this close-knit team will handle the uncertainty of the season. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Eric Haft. Well, Eric, I thought quite an interesting press conference yesterday from Matt Campbell and Brock Purdy. You know, the offseason if you call it that, for college football has been crazier than any in memory by a long shot. And I've just, I have this thing about Matt Campbell where it seems like the crazier the world is around him, the better he is. And he just is incredibly good at keeping his guys in a positive frame of mind and focused on the task at hand. And that's what you have to do during something this crazy. Absolutely. You know, and I think go back and I don't know if you were told when you were younger uh, or older, for that matter, you know, the thing you have to do in life is control the things you can control, you know, and, and maybe be proactive at times. Sure. But you have to be able to react to things that are happening. And I think you know, like nobody's better at doing that than that. He, he's always got a plan, got a plan for everything. And if, if you look at, you know, what he's come up with, how he's able to get the players back. And, and he, and, and along with a lot of other people, Mark Coberly and everybody in that regard, in a very unique situation, you want to have a person who is very detail-oriented. We know that's Matt for sure. Uh, and, and one who not only detail-oriented, but can come up with good solutions or great solutions to complex issues. And so far, uh, I think Matt's done an incredible job. It's no surprise to me. You're not going to find a more complex issue than this one. And one of the things that it involved was the staff being away from the players for a very long period of time, which is really unusual. And so let's hear what Matt Campbell said on how he and his staff kind of approached that long separation from the players. We touched base, whether it was our coaching staff or strength and conditioning staff, on a daily basis, you know, really Monday through Friday with our guys during the pandemic. Um, you know, I think trying to get both physical health and, and also mental health was critical. And again, I, I, that's, that's, our, that's our job, right, is, is to coach, to inspire, to be, you know, to be able to do a great job in helping our young people and encourage, right? And, and so um, I thought Coach Andrews and his staff, I thought our coaching staff, myself, you know, we took it upon ourselves to make sure we touched base, had a daily touch point with our guys so we could talk through any what's going on both personally but also what's going on from a strength and conditioning standpoint. What do you understand? What don't you understand? Maybe you, maybe you found or got some equipment. How do you implement that in the workout? So, you know, really we, we almost self-tailored everything to the individual needs of almost every one of our players. So a lot of credit, a lot of time, a lot of effort went into – uh, our entire strength and conditioning staff, and um, we wouldn't be where we're at today without their time and effort. And when he says where we are today, he means these guys came back in tremendous shape. And he, he touched on, too, Eric, not only physical health, but mental health. And I think that's such an important thing right now. A lot of people are going through a lot of stress in their lives, and I'm sure these 
student athletes are no different wondering whether or not they're going to have a season. So I think that daily communication with the coaching staff had to be crucial during that time. Absolutely. Uh, position coaches for sure, but your strength and conditioning coach, especially when you have a guy just had been around for a couple of months before this whole thing happened, how he is able to, to identify the needs of individual players, you know, in terms of, of what they need to do to become better prepared to be an outstanding football player. That speaks volumes for, for his ability and, and great job by, by Matt to, to, to hire him in the first place. But I think, you know, to have guys come back, it, it also speaks, I think, to great leadership from the coaches. But you've got to have great leadership because I guarantee you for every conversation coaches had with, with those players, leadership on that team, whether it be, you know, Brock Purdy and many other guys, they had many more conversations among themselves too. Uh, I'm sure there was quite a, quite a lot of, uh, of conversations back and forth uh, and people inspiring others. So you have to have leadership from the top, but you have to have leadership within too. And I think Iowa State has that right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's never been more important to have what Matt Campbell calls pl- a player-driven program. And right at the top of that is Brock Purdy, even though he's just entering his junior year, he's a returning captain. He's such an important part of this program and guys just gravitate to him. And let's, let's transition into Brock and how he has led this team. And here's Matt Campbell on, on Brock's growth. When the quarterback is like your 11th coach, then really great things can happen. And, and that's really what Brock has become. He's a, almost a player's coach at times. You know, he's a guy that doesn't need somebody to self-start him every day. He's a guy that's driven to be great. And he's a guy that demands the best of everybody around him. And you've seen him do that at a really high level from whether that's just the ability to communicate with his teammates over the last you know, couple months, whether that's the ability to um, get his teammates accountable to fundamentals and details, or whether it's as we've been back even in his group in demanding the accountability of simplicity, touch the line, start behind the line, do the little things right. You know, it's been really fun to watch Brock grow. But, uh, you know, again, the greatest thing about Brock Purdy is he's not trying to be anybody else. He's just trying to be the best version of himself, and he's trying to do something. And you, you can almost see that and uh, really proud of him. So I'm going to have us listen in now to what Brock said about being more of a leader, and then we'll comment on Brock. I've been in the film room physically. I've gotten healthy and everything. And, um, you know, obviously there's little things I could do of, you know, being able to understand all the coverages and everything that defenses are trying to do and have a better understanding of the game. Um, and I'm doing that and everything. I've done that for the past couple of weeks here. Um, but I think the next step for me is to elevate everybody else's game, make sure they're doing their thing, grinding away um, so that, you know, I don't have all this pressure on just myself. And I felt like last year uh, I thought about that a lot, like it, everything was on my shoulders. But um, I think now, you know, we have great guys uh, surrounding me, you know, on the O-line and the running backs, tight ends, receivers. Like, um, if I could just get, you know, all those guys on the same page and then we can roll from there. Yeah, I think that's interesting because Brock is a guy whose personality does kind of lend itself to maybe trying to take on maybe more than he even should. But I know Matt Campbell really appreciates that about him. And as Brock learns to trust his teammates a little bit more to be in those leadership roles with him, I think Matt is going to be very pleased because I think Brock will only continue to grow as he doesn't try to do everything by himself. Right. You know, and I think experience, you know, shows itself in many different ways. And one, you're learning how to do your job. 
you know, and then when that job becomes big, uh, perhaps almost overwhelming at times when you're the quarterback of a outstanding football program uh, and, you're, and you're still only in your second year as he was last year, you're trying to learn, okay, pick your spots, if you will. Uh, don't try to do too much. Uh, but Brock's the kind of guy that he, he's always going to try to do at least as much or more than you think is possible. And uh, Matt mentioned him being like the 11th, the 11th coach. I think this year that's going to be really important uh, because there, there really isn't any experience behind him in that quarterback room. I mean, let alone the rest of the team, there's a lot of experience going around, but in that quarterback room, uh, he's going to, he's going to have to be a real mentor uh, to a bunch of young guys who may have to step in and play. It's a, as Matt said yesterday, it's, it's a physical game and injuries are going to be part of it. Missing games may be part of it. He's got to help those guys get ready too. And, and you know, he will, you have no question about that whatsoever. Yeah, that's a great point. And I think that Brock will play a huge role in developing whoever that backup is to him uh, along of course with uh, coach Gordon, but uh, there's going to have to be a lot of communication because you don't have as many reps as you've had in the past. There wasn't spring practice. The fall camp might not be quite as uh, big of an opportunity as it's been in the past. So there, that's an important role for Brock to play. Yeah, and no question that he'll be great at it, in my mind, uh, because you know, Brock wants more than anything. He wants this program and this football team to succeed, and he'll do whatever he has to do to make that a reality. Get ready for your tailgate with Authentic Brand, proudly creating Cyclone gear. Authentic Brand makes all kinds of Cyclones apparel, from T-shirts to dress shirts, hats, bags, and more. You'll love the huge selection and all in cardinal and gold. Find it at local retailers or order online at AuthenticBrand.com. Well, if this team is going to succeed at a high level, um, it's going to be because the offensive line comes along. Uh, there's, there's not much question about the talent at many of the other positions on this offense. The defense returns so many really good players. But the big question mark that everybody's had from the outside looking in at Iowa State football going into the season is, um, what will that offensive line be like after losing four starters from a year ago? Uh, but Matt Campbell said yesterday, and let's listen in, he's, he's very excited about the offensive line. Here's what he had to say. I, I'm probably as high as I've ever been on our offensive line. The, the huge piece for us is that you have building blocks um, to build on. And, you know, if you would say over the last two years, the most consistent offensive lineman that we've had in our program you know, two years as two years ago as a redshirt freshman, Colin Newell had a really special redshirt freshman year. Um, gets injured in the UNI game and really doesn't come back to full strength almost until right at the end of the season, leading up into the bowl season, and actually played um, really well against Notre Dame at right guard in the bowl game. And then you got a guy like Trevor Downing, who um, you know, for all sakes and purposes, was our most consistent lineman last year. Had a phenomenal redshirt freshman year. And um, to have two building blocks like that, I think, is really huge. And then, again, it's recruiting to a plan. And, you know, I think you, you're starting to really see that. Coach Myers have taken over, you know, going into his third year. You, you see some of those young men, uh, guys like Rob Hudson, guys like Grant Triver, guys like Joey Ramos, um, you know, guys that have elite talent and have really started to come into their own and develop within our program. Um, I think that's where we're finally at. So um, I, I, I do want to see that group make a big 
step forward. Um, I think that's critical to the team's success. And, you know, where do you see it? It's like I said last year, I think you, you, you can only define an offensive line uh, at the end of a football season. The consistency that they have the ability to play week in and week out. And, um, you know, right now there's a lot of competition to see who the starting five was going to be. Um, and it's going to be really fun to watch that competition unfold because I think there's more talent competing for those positions than we've ever had in our program. I think he feels good about the recruiting that they've had with offensive linemen. We saw some of that start to pay off last year with Downing, uh, certainly. And then Newell was a, a still a very young player who's versatile, can play a lot of different positions, which helps. But Eric, it's going to be real competitive for those guys trying to figure out who's going to be in that starting lineup if and when Iowa State does have its first football game this season. And I'm encouraged to hear him be so encouraged about the potential for that offensive line. Absolutely. You know, and Matt is not someone who's going to give you a lot of false hope. You know, so you know, if he's if he's pleased, I am. But you look at uh, going in, I mean, Iowa State has so much experience and talent, really, at a lot of positions, but offensive line, you know, it's a little bit of a misnomer. Everybody says, well, you, you lose four starters, you know. Well, you know, forget about Colin Newell and the year he had. And, of course, Matt referenced that, and I think that's a great point. So you have two really good building blocks. And, and I think from a physical uh, athletic talent standpoint, this is going to be – has a chance to be a really good group. The lack of experience is obviously, you know, one that would raise uh, some concerns. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's going to be a good group because if it is, it's going to be a heck of a football team, in my opinion. Not having spring football, I think, was a big setback because that's when you're going to get your guys playing together, doing a lot of those reps. So if he's excited about what they've done, it's once again a testament to the stuff they've been able to do, the work they've been able to put in, you know, honing their craft at, at those offensive line positions and if they've been able to do it as well as Matt says which I certainly believe to be the case could be a could be a really really fun year let's just hope we get to play it you mentioned some young guys in Hudson and Triber and Ramos and it'll be interesting to see how how those guys come along and then you know Derek Schweiger's a guy who's been in the program for a while who um, you know he'll go out and compete hard I'm sure for a position too and he's versatile as well to play a number of positions so there there are some good pieces in place there no doubt well, absolutely. And, and as he mentioned, too, having your O-line coach in his third season, too, he's really, I think, much more comfortable uh, with and knowledgeable about what he has to work with, too, and, and a better handle maybe on, on who's capable of doing what. And I think those things are really big when you're trying to put together a, a cohesive unit. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Let's kind of shift gears here and talk about the defense and a guy that maybe gets forgotten a little bit just because he didn't play a year ago. He got hurt early in the season and missed the season, uh, got a medical red shirt and is able to come back this year is Jaquan Bailey. But this is a guy that was an All-Big 12 preseason pick a year ago and is a very very talented player and with the experience that that Zach Peterson and Will McDonald some of these other young guys got a year ago Benny Uwazirike returning man that defensive end spot looks really really loaded um, but but Matt says hey uh, let's not forget about Jaquan Bailey he's really been impressed with Jaquan here's what he had to say people that follow us and cover our football program know the kind of player that Jaquan Bailey is and I would tell you that Jaquan's come back in the best shape I've ever seen Jaquan in. 
Um, again, a guy that worked tremendously hard while he was at home in Jacksonville over three months, um, you know, came back better than he left us. And, you know, after four weeks, he's in the best shape of his life. That doesn't surprise me. And, you know, I think the, the greater gift that Jaquan's been given is the gift of the ability to sit on the outside and look in for the first time in his career a year ago. And, you know, I think the greatest thing that he can impact our program is the ability to unify, the ability to be a great senior leader, and the ability to connect both with every person within our organization and our program. And, you know, I was really proud of Jaquan as he came back in January. I thought he had made some great steps. And again, he's another guy that's taken great reins of this team and this program, even over the four weeks that we've been back here. So um, it's really what you would expect from a fifth-year senior, um, what you would expect from a young man that's had tremendous success on and off the field in our program. And, um, you know, just really proud of his maturity, who he is, and think he has a chance to be one of the great leaders in our football program. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting to to hear Jaquan described that way. And uh, I, I think he's come so far. It's such a success story. He's a really likable guy. Everybody loves Jaquan. Um, but I think he's taking football more seriously as he gets older and understanding. And maybe last year having to watch, as Matt mentioned, uh, and just observe. Uh, gave him an even greater appreciation for how special his opportunity is. And I think he's, I think he's poised from listening to Matt to make the most of that opportunity. Well, absolutely. You know, when I go back, I think back a few years ago, remember the, uh, the, the little somersault coming off the field. I mean, as a, as a freshman yep. against Texas, you know, resulted in the penalty. I mean, just his growth. But, I mean, part of that was who he was. I mean, he's a happy, happy-go-lucky kind of guy, loving the moment. But he's he, he's grown as a person and understands so much more about the program. And Matt mentioned sitting out sometimes gives you a different perspective. I can totally see that. And with him, uh, his ability to play, obviously, is very important. Uh, he, he's a really good player. I mean, he's one of the top five returning career sack leaders in the NCAA this year. He's going to set the, the Iowa State sack record. But his ability to come back along with Zach Peterson, of course, and any it gives Iowa State more flexibility, too, because any is one of those guys that can play multiple positions, too. He can move inside to shore things up there if needed, uh, give Iowa State a different look, a different pass rush look in situations. You know, So, I mean, having him back is going to be huge. And the fact that I think he realizes this is his last go around, it's really important to him. Uh, he's got his brother there, too. You know, So, I mean, there's so many things uh, that, that can be positive for him. And he's taking the great advantage of it so far and hopefully he's going to have a great senior year love to see him go out with a lot of success oh, i would too and his brother joshua will probably play a bigger role this year with uh you know the interior linemen that were lost to, to graduation so big opportunity there for joshua and then some others including as you mentioned maybe any was if he was to move inside some you gotta you gotta get will mcdonald on the field some too man that guy that guy's a playmaker and so third down and long for opponents look out because here comes Jaquan Bailey, uh, here comes Will McDonald, here comes Zach Peterson, here comes a number of guys and uh, any, uh, any number of them that can get to the quarterback. Yeah. The, the big question, of course, Eric, is are we going to get to see anybody play? You know, I mean, uh, obviously so much has changed in the last few days. Um, you know, we're, we're not sure what the status is on the season. It's, uh, it's very much up in the air. But one, one of the things we started this podcast talking about is just 
Matt Campbell's ability to keep his guys focused through adversity. And that's what he's, you know, you said it, control what you can control. Well, that's what Matt's uh, approach is to the uncertainty of the season. Let's hear what he had to say about that. You know, I think for everybody in our organization, it's stay ready. And, you know, anywhere, anytime, any place, I think it's kind of been our motto anyways. And so, you know, whatever comes our way, we'll be able to handle it. And so whether that's, you know, whether that's September 5th, whether that's in the winter, whether that's in the spring of 2021, um, you know, I, I think, again, the ability to handle it one day at a time and the ability to know that our kids want to play football. Our kids want to have the opportunity to get on the football field and play, um, giving our kids whatever opportunity comes that way and being able to take advantage of that uh, when it's safely able to come and occur. Uh, I know we'll be ready for that. Eric, I think, again, that's such a strength of Matt Campbell's, his ability to have his guys ready at any time, any place, anywhere, not just as a team, but we've seen it individually with guys like Kyle Kempter you know, with Joel Lanning all of a sudden becoming a linebacker. Or so many examples of it, you know, throughout his time at Iowa State. And this is a season where it's going to be vitally important for the, the second string, the third string, the fourth string guys to be ready if their number's called. And it's certainly a, a big part of the player-driven program, too, to be ready. Uh, I think, you know, one of the things, if you get better every day, at practice. I mean, and, and once again, that takes coaches, it takes player leaders, if you will, to make sure everybody's focused to take a step forward. If you get better every day, no matter when the season starts, you're going to be ready. You're going to be as ready as you can be. And I know once there's a little more finality about when it's going to happen, obviously the focus will probably sharpen a little bit. But to keep it pretty sharp through all these uncertain times, uh, requires a lot, a lot of guys buying in, and I think that's one of the things that Matt really likes about this football team. And I think we're all going to love watching it when it happens. I, I think that's it in a nutshell. That was the tone of yesterday's press conference: is that uh, when this thing takes place, uh, Iowa State's going to be ready. And as a Cyclone fan, I think you can be really encouraged by the great job that Matt Campbell's doing, and his staff, and his players, as you mentioned, through an incredibly trying time. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, it lifted my spirits just being around the guy. He, he is so upbeat. He is such a positive guy. And we just need more of that right now. <laughs> uh, so I wish everybody could spend five minutes with Matt Campbell because it would lift your spirits, I guarantee you. Oh, no question, John. I mean, there are a lot of great football coaches around the country. Is there any other coach you would rather have at the helm of Iowa State right now uh, or really for, at any point in time uh, than Matt Campbell? Uh, I think we've got a we had a great situation with Coach Campbell. He he's always prepared. Uh, one one of the good guys and one of the great leaders I think in college football. We're I think we're so fortunate to have him. Yeah, and I you know what I think you and I both feel the same way about Jamie Pollard and the overall direction of the athletics department and fighting fighting through this adversity. You couldn't have a yeah. better guy at the helm for that either. Right, and I want to I want to mention Mark Coberly too. Yes. I mean. <laughs> You talk about a, a guy who's had a ton on his plate, certainly in conjunction with a lot of other people. But, I mean, he, he's done – I saw a tweet from Jamie today about, you know, what a wonderful job that Mark has done. And, once again, no surprise. He's one of the one of the great trainers, athletic trainers in the country, and now obviously in a much more expanded role. 
Uh, but man, he's the guy you want in charge too uh, of making sure every, every uh, I is dotted, every T is crossed when it comes to dealing with something as uncertain as what we're going through right now. They're doing everything they can and they're doing it in a great fashion. And uh, man, we sure hope there's a season because it's, it's a very promising season for Iowa state football. So uh, let's look forward to it, Eric. And thanks for taking some time. I'm excited. I, I, I wish it could start tomorrow, but let's just hope it starts uh, on schedule or close to it. Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.